Coming up on Locked On Angels, we've got three names of three guys who could be the next angel manager. We've got two names of two guys who could be our next hitting and pitching coach. And we've got two names of two guys that we're watching closely this weekend. And we're going to give it all to you in less than 30 minutes. You're Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You can share the pod with your friends by hitting that share button. You can rate and review the pod on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And you can subscribe and click the bell to be notified on YouTube every time a new episode drops. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, more odds, and more lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hey, thank you for joining us for this edition of Locked On Angels. You've got the Frisch Brothers, aka the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. We are Super, we are Halo, and we are brothers, and we're (laughs) glad that you decided to join us for this. Hey, Mike, we have a couple of questions, as you mentioned, for this episode. Who's going to be the next manager? Who is going to be the hitting and pitching coach? And then, of course, who are we watching this weekend? Let's start with the managerial conversation. As we all know, Joe Madden was let go earlier this season. Phil Nevin, who was our third base coach, has taken over in the interim. And we imagine that he will remain an interim. I know that he wants a, a, a managerial job. However, I don't think he's quite the right fit. Agreed. Seemed like the best choice at the time just because he is somebody who has had minor league coaching and managerial experience. But at this point, I think that we've uh, we've seen enough Uh, The never-ending story will eventually come to an end, (laughs) and we'll find ourselves another manager, Mike. So, what do we have in store for our listeners? Who are our potential candidates? Let's go back and forth on this one. Okay, so we're going to talk about candidates that are outside of the organization, because I think that there are some inside of the organization, but that's a whole other segment. So we're going to talk about those outside of the organization, and I want to start with Joe Espada. He Mm. is a bench coach for Dusty Baker and the mm-hmm. Houston Astros. That just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Does he have does he have sticky fingers? Does he have is he <laughs> is he clean? Is he not? I don't know. He said he's gonna bring a lot of technology with him if we actually hire him as manager. I don't know what that means. Uh, no. <laughs> Joe is forty six and okay. that makes him a good age for a manager because he's point. really getting started, right? And and I think that this could be a good move for the angel the Angels. He's older than the players, but he's young enough to potentially stick around Mm -hmm. for a long time. Think Mike Sosha and his 19 years. 19 years, man. Yeah. Crazy. And and Joe is well-respected around the league. Uh, Not only would the Angels be able to land what I would consider a great young managerial candidate, but I think that he would be able to take away uh, him getting hired by the Angels. It would take away somebody that would replace Dusty Baker with the Astros, and anything Mm. that we can do to hurt the Astros would be fair. And flippantastic, <laughs> right? I really don't hate them, but it's just fun to talk about it, right? <laughs> right. How many years do you think Dusty's going to be around for the Astros? That's a good question. I think that Dusty's probably got maybe two years. Um, I, if they win this year, uh, this team is just good. The, the, the Astros mm. team is actually really good. And so if 
I'm Dusty, I'm probably going to stay for at least two more years if I don't win the World Series because I think that this is the best opportunity he has. And mm-hmm. with Espada on his on his bench, I think he's got a great group of people around him. And the only thing that's really missing from Espada's resume is a managerial job. He's worked as a hitting coach. Hmm. He's been a third base coach. And he's been a special assistant to the general manager with the New York Yankees, which I think is actually a really great thing for hmm. a new manager coming to Anaheim because he knows what the general manager is looking for. He knows what the general manager wants to accomplish. And I think he's going to have some empathy for Perry Manassian and what Perry Mm. has to do as the general manager. And so with that knowledge, I think that Joe Espada could potentially be a great fit for the Angels in 2023. I like that suggestion. That's a great option. Let me tell you about Walt Weiss, who is one that I think is a great selection. He's currently the Atlanta Braves bench coach. Now, he did manage the Rockies from 2013 to 2016, and it wasn't Great, not great results. However, he doesn't really seem to get to get the blame in that situation. That's more of a front office issue, as we've seen with them trading Arenado and yeah. trading and not trading Trevor Story at the deadline. If you ever listen to Locked On Rockies, uh, you're going to hear the truth from our friends over there because they are so <laughs> frustrated. The Rockies were the only team that didn't make a trade at the trade deadline, and we right. heard all about it from our friends at Locked On Rockies. So just for fun, you should go back and listen to that. <laughs> Weiss and his coaching helped the Braves get to the World Series, obviously, in 2021, and that helped put him on the map as a managerial candidate once again and while he has been focusing on helping the Braves turn things around again this year and still remain in contention he could be a nice long-term solution for the Angels and because he's managed before he is less of a risk than somebody like Joe Espada they have similar job experience but he could also stick around for at least a decade if, if Artie doesn't you know flip a flip a table again like he tends to do with <laughs> his managers and his GMs and things like that. Another thing that I like is the Perimanasian connection because they were in the Braves organization around the same time. Yep. So uh, before Perry came over, obviously he was with the Braves and now he's our GM. So I feel like anytime you can get somebody from the internal office of the Braves, that's probably a good decision. So Walt Weiss is a great choice. Obviously you and I have our other favorites, but in terms of coming from outside the organization or somebody who's not really a former Halo like Darren Erstad, I think that would be our number one at the yes. end of the day. But, yeah. but if we're going to look at candidates outside of the organization and not former players, I think Walt Weiss is a good option. Tell me about the next one. Well, this one was actually suggested by one of our Locked On Angel listeners, and we talked about this on one of our mailbag episodes. And you shot it down. And I did shot it down, shoot it (laughs) down. Um, Bruce Bochy Mm -hmm. was suggested. And I shot it down because of his age, but I'd like to talk through some specifics that actually probably makes him a more logical candidate. Make this right, Mike. This is my confession (laughs) and repentance moment. All right, so he managed the Padres, we all know, from 95 to 06, and the Padres did have a couple of really good years under Bochy. They made it to the World Series in 98 and then Mm -hmm. got swept by that Yankee conglomerate in New York. Who could beat those Yankees? Oh, man. And then he went to manage the San Francisco Giants from 07 to 2019, and uh, when he was managing the Giants, they decided to win, I think, was it every every other year? Was Every when they, even year yes, for a while. Yeah. yeah. 
and he had great players like Buster Posey on that team. Now, his overall managerial record is below 500, but mm-hmm. I don't think that that's going to matter to the Angels if they consider him because he has experience, <laughs> right? They're used to being under 500. It's fine. <laughs> Let's just get a guy that'll help us to continue to do what we do, right? He can so, relate. Yeah, he, he's been managing for over 25 years in baseball, right. and so he's got That's a lot happen. of really great experience. Here's why I've kind of moved in the direction of, I'm intrigued by Bruce Bochy mm-hmm. because of what we've seen Buck Showalter do in New York. Ah, yeah. Buck has got history, he's got experience, and Buck is a guy that you can't buck, right? He is a guy that (laughs) has solid boundaries and solid direction, and I also like the Bruce Bochy idea because of Dusty Baker in Houston. Both of these Mm -hmm. guys have a lot of integrity, they've built a lot of trust, and they have a lot of experience that shows that they know how to win and win big for Bochy. I mean, he's got three World Series rings, and he's brought 14 teams to the World Series. And so mm-hmm. I think that maybe there's a potential of if you bring Boaching in, we could have the Buck Showalter effect on our team. And yeah. this team maybe straightens up and straightens out in 2023. John, of those three names, who is your favorite of Espada, Weiss, and Bochi? Who would you like to see if it was between those three guys? Man, you make a really compelling argument for all three, honestly, at the end of the day. And especially with the youth on the side of Weiss and Espada, but then the experience factor of Bochi, that's also very tantalizing. I There's a big part of me as a Halo fan that wants to see the team be a young team yeah, and build around our veteran who is Mike Trout and have these young guys who are being studs. And of course, we want to bring in some guys to help supplant some of those pieces and be a shortstop and a couple starters. But at the end of the day, I think I really like the youth side of things. But I think in that regard, I think I like Walt Weiss. I like that he comes from the Braves. I like that he's part of that World Series team. I like that he has managerial experience. So give him a team that he can work with and maybe even know how to handle some of the ownership stuff going on with the Angels. And maybe he won't be interfered with as much in Anaheim, perhaps, as he was in Colorado. So I think Weiss is my choice, and we're interested to hear what you guys have to say, so please let us know on Twitter, Instagram, or in the YouTube comments who you think of those three would be the best option. Of course, we'll open up the discussion later to some alternative options that aren't from other organizations. Coming up on Locked On Angels, we're going to tell you who we're watching this weekend and why we're watching them. But first, Locked On Angels is brought to you by our new friends and our new sponsor, our friends at the Liver Health Formula Organization. Did you know that the key to sustainable weight loss is through your liver? And right now, you can rejuvenate your liver health and reignite your metabolism thanks to Liver Health Formula by Pure Health Research. Liver Health Formula contains eight liver boosters super nutrients that work together to wake up a sluggish liver. No more bloated belly, no more uncomfortable digestion, and no more feeling tired and low energy all of the time. I know I got everybody's attention with those three bullet points. Best of all, liver health formula makes it easier to maintain a healthy body weight long term. And as a listener of Locked On Angels, you can try liver health formula 
risk-free today, and you can also get a free bottle of CurbFit. CurbFit is a safe and natural appetite suppressant. It makes it easy to say no to those unhealthy foods. So go to getliverhelp.com slash MLB to learn more. Again, that website is getliverhelp.com slash MLB, and you can try Liver Health Formula completely risk-free, and you can claim a free bottle of CurbFit with your order. Again, the website is getliverhelp.com slash MLB. Get started and go there today. Hey, we want to thank you for making Lockdown Angels your first listen of the day. Now we want to get into the discussion. What about the hitting and pitching coach? You and I have had conversations this week about Jeremy Reed and Matt Wise and whether they're going to stick around. I think that you could make an argument for Matt Wise to stick around. Yeah. Uh, the the pitch tipping thing is a sticking point for me. Remember, that was a big problem right. earlier this summer. Right. And, of course, with Jeremy Reed, I just don't think that he is long for this organization, uh, and we wish him the best of luck. But uh, <laughs> until they make a change, <laughs> yeah, right, until they make a change, we want to think about who could actually step up into both of those roles should they make a change at both positions. So let me start with the hitting coach. And I want to make the suggestion of the Trash Pandas hitting coach, Kenny Hook. Hmm. What a name, right? Kenny Hook. Yeah. Uh, He is in double-A, of course, with the Trash Pandas. In 2021, the Pandas offense launched a double-A South best 152 home runs. Wow. With six players reaching double digits. Can you imagine that on this Halo team? Getting these Halos to be able to hit double-digit home runs across six players. We've seen it with Trout and Shohei and and Jared Walsh. Can you imagine if you had three more guys hitting double-digit home runs? 152, the best in AA South. That, to me, screams, get that guy up immediately. Kenny Hook (laughs) from the Trash Pandas. Now, Listen, I know that we've had this conversation about pitching coach and Buddy Carlisle as an option, considering how he was able to fix Reed Detmers and help him get better, but you have a different suggestion for pitching coach. Tell me about that. Buddy is in AAA, but Michael Wirtz is in AA, and this is Mm. somebody early on in our Locked On Angels career that you suggested would perhaps be a good move to bring him up to the big club, because Mm -hmm. he has done an incredible job with these young guys and on the Trash Pandas. Uh, Last year, this staff finished second with 100, I'm sorry, 1,112 strikeouts. And under the direction of Michael Wirtz, 10 former Trash Pandas, they climbed up the ladder and made their MLB debut for the Angels just last year. This isn't even counting this year, but just last year. And now he's got a plethora of incredible athletes that are pitchers right now that we will probably see sooner rather than later. And so, Johnny, here's the question. Why do we think, why do you think that these options, these in-house options are actually better for our Halos in 2023? I think that these guys are so familiar with the players, especially those in AA who seem to be the best minor league team that we have. And there's a reason why they are kind of compiling them all in AA with the Trash Pandas because I think they want uniformity, they want cohesion, and they want culture, like you mentioned earlier this week. And so for a hitting coach to 
be there when you get there. How great would it be for some of these guys to come up and see somebody that they're familiar with in the big league club and who understands them and knows them well. So I think having somebody who knows the players well at the big league level where a lot of these guys are destined to go and be part of the big league team, I think that would be a great thing. What else? I think that they are known by the players. I think that that's really important. Like you have Mm. a comfortability and you're confident in going to them and saying, hey, what's wrong here? And knowing that they're going to actually bring a solution, right? Because Mm -hmm. that solution is going to make you a more effective player, which I think brings us to our third point. These minor league coaches have shown the ability to correct and adjust players mid-season. We've talked about Buddy Carlisle, but these two guys in AA have helped guys like Chase Silseth actually correct some things and come back up and make a start. And so I think that there's a lot of known factors we can talk with these guys. The thing that you and I've discussed on this pod before is when Brandon Marsh shows up in Philadelphia, his first question is, hey, what's wrong? And we're Mm -hmm. not sure if that question was asked when he was here. I think that there has to be this relationship Relational aspect, relational equity is what I like to call it, where you know that you can go to a coach and say, man, this isn't working, and the coach already knows it's not working, and he has been working behind the scenes to try to find solutions for you. And these guys are going to know those young players who are going to be in the major leagues next year or the year after, so why not have those guys in the major leagues so that there's some continuity from AA all the way up to the big ball club? Now, we made this point earlier this week, does that put any danger in the fact that these guys are so good at developing the young talent once they're out of that situation? Is there a risk involved? Do you think that it's risky to bring these guys up to the major league club? I think that what this does is give Perry Manassian the, again, ability to build this team in his image and maybe Mm. he can go and get two guys that he can slot in for the double a trash pandas because those guys Mm -hmm. were there before perry got there and Mm -hmm. so now he can go and get guys that he wants so that he can be confident in their ability to develop and then Wirtz and hook have shown the ability to help other guys figure it out yeah so i think that this initially as a fan looks like a win-win to me yeah i agree i think that this is a smart move and bringing guys up who know the club well know the players well know the teams well would do very well with the halos at the major league level Locked on Angels is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs, and you can find all your favorite sports events and sports scores on the number one online source for all odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every league, baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. BetOnline continues to be a top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live betting to scores to podcasts they have you covered front to back head to bet online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today bet online where the game starts and today's episode of locked on angels is brought to you by our friends at blue nile.com mike you know that i got married two years ago a little over two years ago now and you were the officiant in the wedding so great job there and if i had known about blue nile.com i would have totally taken them up on their offer to help somebody find the perfect 
engagement ring, classic jewelry pieces, and prices that you won't find at a traditional jewelry. I was a lost sheep, but Blue Nile would have found me if I had known about them. So that's why we're telling Locked On Angels listeners about Blue Nile. So if you're looking for fine jewelry but have trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7. They're available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. They have simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, the diamond size, and the clarity, as well as the setting style, all things I didn't know before I had to go buy a ring. So again, Blue Nile is there for you. Their bench jewelers will handcraft her perfect engagement ring, and each ring is one of a kind. And if it's not perfect, no problem. They have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So if you screw it up, don't worry. You can do it again with BlueNile.com. So you can make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on right now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. You can save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured. It ships free and arrives in discreet packaging that's not going to give away what's inside, so you can shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. John, there are two players that you and I are going to be watching this weekend as the Angels yes, play the Twins. They start tonight at 6.38 at home. This is a mm-hmm. really interesting series because the Twins are leading the AL Central, and if they were not in the AL Central, they would be actually behind in the wild card, but that's a that's whole other right. conversation. But I think that what we have decided as Angel fans, you and I specifically, is because our team has struggled, we want to focus on some wins. We want to focus on some things that can help us to cheer for them as they're trying to navigate this season. Mm-hmm. And so the players that we are going to be watching this weekend are players that we want to see improve. We want to see do well. We want to see get excited. And so Johnny, I'm going to start. And the player that I'm watching this weekend is our friend, our boy, Joe Adele. Mm-hmm. I've been hard on Joe. I've also celebrated Joe. And the reason why I'm watching Joe Adele this weekend is twofold. One, I want to watch Joe Adele's focus. You mentioned yes. something this week that was pointed out on Twitter this week that Joe, when he doesn't think, when he's just got to react or respond, he's actually really great at the plate and he's actually really great in the field. And right. so I I want to see that Joe all the way around, not just highlights, not just in moments. I want to see Joe be top-notch terrific in every moment. I want to see his focus on the base path. I want to see his focus at the plate, and I want to see his focus in the outfield because I am a huge Joe Adele fan, and I think that we have a secret. We have a diamond in the rough in Joe Adele. And I would love to see him bust out in the next month or two. And so I'm watching Joe for that reason. But I'm also watching Joe because I want to see how Phil Nevin manages him. I noticed Mm -hmm. that Phil's been pulling him in the sixth or the seventh inning from Mm -hmm. the outfield and, and bringing in a replacement. And I don't like that. And here's why. We are not 
in competition for anything right now. Maybe yeah. maybe Phil thinks that we're going to get back to 500 and actually try to sneak in that third wild card spot. I have been an Angel fan for a long time, and so I can confidently say that that is not going to happen because of the history <laughs> of the Angels, right? And so I don't understand why you're polling him. I think that he needs all the innings and all the reps that he can mm-hmm. get, and I think he needs to be able to be out there and – you need to communicate confidence in Joe Adele mm-hmm. in the same way that you communicated confidence to Jose Suarez when you've kept yeah. him in the game twice. And so yeah. I'm going to be watching Joe this weekend, one, because I want to make sure that he is staying focused, and two, I want to see how Phil Nevin is managing him, and I hope Phil gives him a longer leash and a little bit more freedom because I think that that's when we're going to see prime Joe Adele. I've got two responses for you for Okay, uh, Number one is uh, at Triple A pitcher, AAA pitcher on Twitter, one of my favorite follows. He said, Joe Adele, since the trade deadline, 280 batting average, three extra base hits, and a 131, my favorite stat, weighted runs created plus. That's good. Pretty good numbers yeah. since the trade deadline. Yeah. So good for him. Now, the other thing I want to bring up is they brought in Joe, or they took out Joe Adele in the sixth inning when we were up 3 nothing against yeah. the A's on Wednesday. What happened? We gave up the lead, and then he had to rely on Stephen Duggar, who replaced Joe Adele and his bat. No offense to Duggar, but if you want to get more offense, you're going to get that out of Joe Adele. And so that was a way too quick of a leash. I could understand the eighth or even the, the bottom of the ninth if you want to do a defensive replacement, but the sixth inning That's with weird. a three-run yeah. lead with this team, and you're the one putting Jesse Chavez in there to hold the <laughs> lead like that? I mean, come on, man. I don't yeah. know. So those are my two things, and I just think that Joe Adele does deserve the reps, as you mentioned. Mike, I'm going to focus on somebody who I have liked for a very long time, even when you didn't, and that is my boy Sandy, Patrick Sandoval. You always got to throw the low blow. You always got to try to keep the gloves (laughs) up, please. (laughs) When I saw him in 2020 and he, you know, came up for the very first time, I was excited because he reminded me of kind of a, a, a... hard hard throwing Hector Santiago right and and when Hector Santiago was was a kind of a stud for a while and I think Patrick Sandoval has the potential to be even better than Santiago but uh, I have my eye on him because do you remember what happened the last time he faced the twins no I don't what Uh, July 24th 2021 was the near no hitter in Minnesota where Patrick Sandoval went eight and two-thirds innings. That's right. And then uh, uh, eventually gave up the hit and an earned run. But yeah. he had a near no-hitter hmm. last season against the Twins. Now, I understand this Twins team is a very different team, especially with, like, Carlos Correa on it and Byron Buxton actually playing. But I want to see him get some length in his starts. His last four starts, let me tell you, five and a third on 105 pitches. Mm. Before that, five and two-thirds on 92 pitches. He went three innings against the Braves. That was kind of a disaster start, and that was 80 pitches. And then before the Braves start, he went four and two-thirds on 102 pitches. Wow. Mike, I want to see him get to seven innings. I'll even take six full innings. I want to see him at least get to the seventh. Completing seven innings would be fantastic. If he can complete six, that would be great as well. But he's got to pitch more efficiently, and I want to see him do that. And I'm excited to see what happens in his return against the Twins the first time they've met since that near no-hitter. I I think I was having sushi that night, and I raced home with my (laughs) wife to go see the rest of this game. I was like, 
his, there's got a no hitter going on. And I was totally silent. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tweet on Super Halo Bros. I didn't do any of that. But that didn't work out for, uh, at, at the end of the day. But <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to jinx it. Somebody else must have jinxed it. They did. Didn't, yep. didn't make it. So again, I want to see him go at least seven innings. And I'm interested to see what happens facing the Twins again after that near no hitter. And pitch efficiently, Patrick. You've got to pitch efficiently. Trust your defense behind you. Trust that you can get the ground ball. Don't be afraid to throw in the zone. Don't be too fine. Don't nibble. And you don't have to strike out everyone. You can strike out people, but you don't have to do that every single time. Those are my thoughts on Patrick Sandoval, and I'm excited to see what he can do tonight against the Twins. Well, thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen to Locked On MLB Podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and his unique perspective on every team and shares some of the biggest stories from around the league. You can follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you find your podcasts. Hey, you're going to want to give us a follow this weekend at Locked On Angels on Twitter or at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. Or you could message us on either handle because it is Mailbag Monday. It's just another Mailbag Monday. <laughs> Mike, here's the voicemail number, right? We have a, a Mailbag Monday coming up, right? We do, and we're excited about that. One of our favorite episodes. And so you can tweet at us. You can send us a direct message and give us a call anytime, but especially this weekend. We'd love to hear your thoughts and hear your voice. 714-409-6396. And of course, that phone number is in the episode description in case you missed it. In the meantime, we want you all to have a great weekend. Let's get a win tonight, Halos. And until Monday, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Have yourselves a great weekend, and we look forward to talking with you on Monday.